episode of Cinema Conversations with Poe. I'm your host, Poe. And in today's episode, this is this is episode 13, actually. I just realised that we're already 13 episodes into the new year, into the podcast, uh, on season two. And this is just absolutely wild. Um, this is absolutely blowing my mind because when I started this last year, uh, I didn't even have this many out within the month of doing it, I think I had about four or five episodes out, but here we are, we're uh, 13 episodes into the new year on season two of Cinema Conversations, and boy do I have a, do I have a a beautiful film to talk about today, it's probably, if not, one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen in my life, and that is of course take the taste of things. It's a French historical drama romance film by Chan Hung. I hope I said that right. He's a Vietnamese French director and I really have to check more out of his films because this film is beautiful. I cannot describe this film. I'm probably going to be saying beautiful a lot in this film. Probably should have a tin of how many times I say uh for every pound I say the word uh, beautiful and put it up. <laughs> but no, this film is undoubtedly one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. If I've never seen a film this indulging and so rich that I've never seen anything like this at all, it completely left me speechless. And I could watch this, but I, this film could have been six hours long and I would have watched it and... It would not have bored me at all because this film is just, oh my gosh, it's 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 sensational. It really is. It really is beautiful. Um, I, I I remember seeing that there was going that we there was going to be uh, an unlimited screening for it, um, and you know I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And funnily enough, actually, this is the first French film of this year that I've watched, and first of world cinema film I've watched, actually, my first film. This, I mean, it came out, technically it came out last year, but that got premiere at Palm Dior, which, funnily enough, actually, uh, Cha An Yehung, uh, he won the Best Director Award for it, and he widely, des- he absolutely deserved it. I'm really surprised that this hasn't been getting a lot of buzz around it, you know, there's been some other great films, such as uh, Anatomy of a Fall, which was incredible, and Zone of Interest, which I've heard a lot of good things about, but I'm really surprised that this hasn't got much buzz, it, it might, may do in the next month or so, because um, I'm not too sure when it comes out in out in the UK, but I know that I got to see it as an unlimited screening, and there was, I'll be honest with you now, there wasn't that many people in it, I thought there was, but there wasn't, you know, and I can sort of understand, you know, people having issues with subtitles, but the only thing that kind of, that that aggravates me when people say that they can't watch stuff with subtitles is, it's just, they're just saying what we're saying, but in their language, you know, not, 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 not that I'm going off on a rant or a tangent here, it's just, it's it's just infuriating when people say, I can't watch subtitle stuff. And you know, like you do know they're just saying what we're saying, but in their own language, and it's in subtitles for it to understand it. Though, you know, it's like when whenever uh, a film from America or England comes out, you know, they'll have to put subtitles in there, you know, because so that but so that it's like everything that we're saying 
is what that is what we're is what they're saying. Um, everything that we're saying in our language is just in subtitles for them to understand it in their language. That's all it is, you know. If Bon Jung Ho, a South Korean uh, director who did uh, Parasite, he had a there's a really good quote. They said that basically said that when once you break that barrier of getting over subtitle films, you will unlock um, so many gems or something like that. Uh, in in cinema because world cinema films are some of the the finest and I mean the finest films that you will find and the taste of things is one of them hundred percent believe that the taste of things is one of the most rich indulging beautifully well made and beautifully well written films I've ever seen in my life seriously because. It is incredible. It is. I'm just when I was watching this film, and I don't know how to describe these films, but you know when you watch a particular film, and you know they just like it just takes you to another world. Well, films do that anyway, and the way how this film shows you of life and love and beauty and cooking and cuisine it is beautiful really really beautiful it's poetic i even the one thing that i really admire funnily enough actually i, I'm, I completely forgot to say this that Trey An hung was also the writer of this film and oh my gosh his writing in this film absolutely beautiful i really there, there is no other word to describe the taste of things other than beautiful because it really was you know and the and the, and the um the writing as well when when the characters in the film were talking to each other it was like poetry it was so beautiful and so rich the way that they were talking to each other and the way and how he uses the words and how they talk and stuff. There's some great scenes between Julia Benoche and Benoit Magnel between them. And it is. Oh, it's just amazing. I think I think this film could have got away with being a PG because it's it's a 12 because it contains nudity. There's literally two scenes of nudity. That's it. And one is just when Julia Benoche character Eugenie is on the bed and she's just sat there naked. And then there's one where he goes in, uh, Didon, Benoit Magnal, his character goes in and just watches her. It's not, not, not a pervy thing or anything like that. You know, they're, they love each other and they've been cooking for each other. The basic synopsis of this film is that, you know, the Benoit Magnal, Didon, he eventually confesses his love to Juliana Benashi's character, Eugenie. And I mean I'm not gonna spoil it. It is a review in thoughts, but I don't but there, you know, there are some things that happen in some that I'm not gonna spoil. And those two it is a masterclass in acting and writing. The performances by them two are mesmerizing. I have never seen 
a, a beautiful portrayal of love and cooking in one. And here's the thing with cooking. And I don't know, and it might just be me, but cooking and love go perfectly together. They go so well together because, you know, a lot of people say that cooking is like making love. Or at least that's what I've heard anyway from other chefs and stuff. You know, there is a there is a real beauty behind cooking. And I have to say as well that the cooking scenes in this film were unbelievable. They were exquisite. They were incredible. The, the, the sound design. I have to say, right, this is one of those films actually that has no score, only right to the end. And then, but majority of the film is more about the cinematography and the sound and the sound design. And especially the cooking scenes. Like, oh my gosh, I even I was getting hungry watching some, uh, watching the cooking scenes. Because the way that they were making the food, the way that they were prepping it and everything, the way that it looked. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I'll be real, really honest with you now. It made me just want to pack up my bags and go, right, I want to go out somewhere in France and live in a little house and everything in a, you know, it's set in the 1800s, I believe. And just live like I'm in the 1800s where I'm cooking fresh food and everything with the, with the tomatoes, with the vegetables and everything and getting the meat and stuff. Because, you know, they had like, there was one scene where they had like a three course meal and then a dessert. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, this looks amazing. And one of them was called the Beta Alaska. Now, I've never had a Beta Alaska in my life, but it looked sensational. It looked, ooh, it looked amazing. Absolutely. The, the food in this film just looked, just looked absolutely exquisite and so beautiful. And they looked incredible. But this was one film that really, really took my breath away. I could watch this film again and again and again and again and never be bored because there's so much beauty to take into this film. There's so much richness in this film to take in as well. There's so much to take in and there's so much to admire. The cinematography in this film is just unbelievable. You know, the writing is incredible every time a character talks it doesn't feel dull it doesn't feel downplay or anything like that it is it's almost like they're speaking poetry to each other and as i said you know it is a french it's a french historical drama and obviously it stars juliana uh juliana Binoche and benoit magnan and which actually Juliana Binoche, I didn't realize she was an Oscar winner. She's like a legend, and I was like, "Holy shit, I gotta, I gotta watch some more of her stuff." And the same with Benoit Magnel. And see, the funny thing is, is with me being, uh, part Mexican, it's interesting because I have a huge admiration for different cultures. You know, like, like I love French drama films, but I love French films as well. Like I, I really mean you know, Like I remember watching Amelie. Uh, when I was in school, and everyone, like, didn't understand it, didn't follow it, but there was just something about that, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the very, the very first film, world cinema film I watched, was 
Guillermo del Toro, Pan's Labyrinth. And that was, there's just something about that film that really took me, that really blew me away. The fact that it was my first Spanish film and I'd never seen anything like that. Everyone at school, you know, didn't really understand it. You know, and I never, and I wish I'd more, I'd watch more uh, world cinema films when I was younger because I have such a huge admiration of them. I'm a big admirer of, of them. You know, world cinema films are, are some of the finest films that you will ever watch. There are some great films of theirs to watch. Parasite being one of them. Um, there's like a, a bunch of them, like Akira Kurosawa, who's one of the, you know, one of the legends, you know, in world cinema. And, you know, I love it because, as I said, I'm part Mexican, but I also love exploring in other cultures like Korean films, South Korean films. I love that. And even the, the anime, I, I absolutely adore it. You know, like Ghost in the Shell, Akira. But then I also love French films, as I said. You know, last year, I think I watched six French films and I was like, right, I got to watch more French films this year because... There's just something beautiful about them. You know, I, I love my Japanese. Uh, I'm really in, indulged by other cultures that are interesting. I think, was it, I believe it was either last year or the year before that I watched my first Finnish film, which was a horror actually, called The Hatching. And it was fantastic. You know, I remember 20 people walked out and I was like, are you serious? You know, and... I tell you, like, you know, if if world cinema films aren't your thing, that's okay. You know, as I say this all the time on the podcast, if you like this, cool. And if you don't, it's also cool. You know, everyone's different. I, I love it. You know, I, I say I love it, meaning I love the, I, I love world cinema. But there is so much behind them, the performances, their writing, their cinematography and the music that they use for, for this and everything. And it's interesting because I'm there saying that I want to get myself back into speak into into my Spanish and go deeper with my roots. And yeah, here I am, you know, going and watching a bunch of uh, other uh, films in, in different languages, like uh, South Korean, Japanese, Spanish, Italian uh and french well i haven't watched many italian films actually although there is one called like la, uh, la Crimera or la chimera i'm not too sure uh but it is coming out this year so i may get to see that but there is just something that if you can if you can get past about the, the the subtitles i mean when you watch the film you can you someone said this actually on twitter actually saying that you know you have to pay more attention to them. And I think that's just roughly the case that some people just don't want to do that. Some people just want to film and they don't want to pay too not much attention to. They just want to watch it for the entertainment of it. And that's absolutely cool. But when you watch something like a French drama, you know, you do have to pay attention to it and everything. Because there's so much beauty behind it, especially behind the taste of things. There is so much beauty behind this film. You know, world cinema or some world cinema is fantastic. There is a great cinema in Manchester actually called Home Cinema where they have a bunch of world cinema films and I think it's one of the few or it might be the only cinema in the UK in Manchester 
that has a cinema dedicated to world cinema. And, you know, it's got me thinking that I want to do more for it as well, because there are some some wondrous films in that. Could you imagine if you watched a world cinema film, but it was an action blockbuster and people loved it? I mean, take the... Um, Take the Punjabi films. Some of them are amazing. I haven't watched any of them, but I've heard so many good things about them. I mean, they're over three hours long and they have a little interview uh, interval, sorry, and you come back. But some of them are amazing and even some of them are even better than American films. You know, take Godzilla Minus One, a Japanese film that was meant to only have a week in the cinema, ended up having a run from like November to February the 1st. And it's the highest grossing Japanese film in American history. Think about that. It's absolutely insane, the success that this film has. It, I think it's been nominated for an Oscar, or uh, it, it's been nominated for an Oscar. And it was just, you know, it's incredible. But without going too off the subject, because we are here to talk about taste of things, but also, you know, it is about world cinema. The taste of things is just incredible. As I said, you know, this film is beautiful. I have... I've never seen a more beautiful film in my life than, than this film. Because you, when you watch this film, you have no idea... I mean, I had no idea what to watch. But the, the, the attention to, to the sounds as well. And that's one thing that I really... And one thing that really got me about with this film is the attention to the sounds. The sounds of the cooking, the sounds of the rustling, the vegetables, the water, the, you know, the cleaning, the rustling, everything, you know. There, there are scenes where they're just eating and it's the camera and the way that the camera is used in this film is incredible how it's the way that it's shot the actors face when they're trying food or you know the little murmurs or the cast and like oh and they're like oh and they're like ah you know what i mean <laughs> sounded a little uh duff then uh i might start doing might start uh opening my film with that <laughs> opening the podcast sorry but the, the the expressions that's it that's the word i was looking for the facial expressions on them how the how the camera captures that, how the camera captures the cinematography. There is a beautiful shot where Didon is walking through a field of flowers, but it is just beautiful. To some people, they'd be like, it's just a person walking through flowers. It's like, no, 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 no. It's the shot. It's the way that he walks. And then, you know, when him and uh, Eugenie are walking through the forest and you just hear the wind and they're talking about them and you know because he basically asks her to be his wife and it's so beautiful it really is i was like you know they they were they worked together for to give a little background they'd worked together for over 20 years and it's so beautiful but it's also a little it is emotional and i think i even heard someone you know sniffing and crying because you know, I didn't, exp you know, it is quite an emotional film. I'm not going to say why, but, you know, when they're walking through the forest and it's uh, Eugenie and Didon and they're talking about it, it is just 
mesmerizing. It's beautiful. The the, the color and the, and the cinematography and the sound of the wind rustling and everything. I just fell in love with this film. It, it like I can't share this film enough and explain it because this film is just beautifully rich and I don't need uh, when I, I, I was saying before actually that when you watch these type of films that just make you feel something I don't say melancholy because that's the wrong word but it's just I really don't know how to describe it I really don't because there are just some films that you can watch and just take in all the beauty of it all you know such as like trying to think one call me by your name that's a beautiful film it's an english it's 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 an american film but it well american french drama but just the way that it makes you feel how the film is shot you know and as i said the you know that's those type of films it's just i don't know how to describe it but like the way that it makes you feel because I can describe the taste of things all day I could be all here talking about this film because it's so rich and indulgent and I've probably lost count how many times I've said this but it is just so sensual and it's just so sensational it's sensual it's beautiful it's passion you know it's it's sad it's indulgent very indulgent, very, and I, for, it's 2014, but this film is just, it never gets boring, it never, never loses its focus of what this film is about, it never loses it at all, there are some films that you can watch and sometimes you can lose its, fo- its focus in, in some parts of the film, whether that be within the first part of the film, the second part, or the, the final acts of it, some films you know, not all films, but some can lose its part of it. But the taste of things never loses focus of what the film is showing you. What the film is showing you, it shows you emotion and raw and everything like that. And there's some great performances, not just from uh, Juliette Binoche and Benoit McNeil, but there's there's incredible performances from from everyone else. There's a young child actor, Pauline, I think that's how her name. She's fantastic. She has a bright future ahead of herself. She is fantastic in this film, you know. But then the friends of uh, Eugenie and Didon, you know, the the four men that he's friends with, you know, they're incredible. You know, there is even, uh, is it Violetta? Violetta? I'm not too sure how you pronounce that, but even herself, you know, she still plays a big part in this. Everybody, it doesn't feel like that any of the roles are just limited to just a supporting role. It's almost like that they are, in essence, all the characters are one of the main big characters, if that makes sense. Like, they're they're not just there to be supporting characters. And I think when a film does that, when it, when it has good use of all the characters, I think that's when you know that a film is special and is something else. You know, you take... Take Martin Scorsese films. Any of his films that he's in, the supporting cast don't even feel like the supporting cast, you know. If you take Christopher Nolan, you know, his support, the supporting cast, none of them 
feel like a supporting cast. None of these, uh, some of the some of the directors that have used even Wes Anderson, none of his actors are, you know, just supporting character. You know, they all play a big role. Their characters have big roles and they have meaningful roles. That's it, meaningful roles. And it's the same thing in the taste of things, you know. But I've just. I, f I absolutely loved this film. It was just so, so, so beautiful. I think you could probably uh, have a can and put a uh, and put a pound in for every time I've said the word beautiful. But 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 there are just there's no other way to describe this film because you know it. I mean, you could even taste the scenes. It's mesmerizing. Sorry, it is a feast. It is incredible it is phenomenal it's beautiful it's touching it's moving it's rich it's just so endearing no not endearing i don't know what what are the words i can use to describe this film but if you do get the chance to watch this film please go and watch this film because this film is just absolutely incredible you know, even if world cinema films aren't your thing, go and watch this film because, the, the, you know, this film is just incredible. It is just. Oh, it's in, it is just incredible. I really loved. I absolutely adore this film. J'adore this film. And it is incredible. Super. It is absolutely phenomenal. And it, it is just. I could watch this film. Like, they could make a six-hour film cut of this. And I would just watch that. But I, but I feel like that The Taste of Things is going to play an important part of my life. Because, you know, I don't know why. But it just I just feel like it will. And as as I said, the cooking scenes in this film are some of the the best cooking scenes, you know, I've, I've ever seen. You know, there's been some great cooking films out there. You know, with Chef, with John Favreau, who I think he directed and wrote and even produced it. And starred in it as well. Uh, Chef is a great film. If you haven't watched Chef, I'd highly recommend you go and watch that. But then, there's, of course, there's Ratatouille, you know, but the Brad Bird made. And that's, you know, I love, I, I love cooking films and, and shows. Like, The Bear is a prime example. The Bear is just incredible. You know, there's some great... I mean, when I watched this film and it was to do with catering and everything and, and culinary and all that, I thought, this film is perfect for me because... And here's a little uh, little background on me. Before I wanted to do music and films, I wanted to become a chef. Seriously. And I know some of you are out there thinking, how is this guy who's passionate about films wanted to be a chef? And it's like, I know. I, you know, I had a teacher actually who, uh, never forget her, uh, her name, Miss Bibby. She was fantastic, um, and I think there was another. Yeah, there was another woman, Miss Austin or Mrs. Austin, and they were just so supportive in it, and that was what really got me into it. And, and of course, I was a big fan of Gordon Ramsay. I had a friend actually who wanted to be a chef too, but he, uh, we, uh, we met Heston Blumenthal. No flex at all. We were in. Uh, an airport we were on our way to Mexico for a missions trip and um, Heston Blumenthal was there and we met him 
and he was a really lovely guy. He was really nice. My mate, I, I'm not, I haven't been a, not that I'm not a fan of his work, but he, um, his stuff hasn't really appealed to me. But anyway, I wanted to be a chef. And whenever there's anything to do with a cooking show or anything like that, I love it. And as I said, I wanted to be a chef, you know, I, I really wanted to work in, in that. And then of course, uh, I saw, uh, uh, J Jamie Oliver said a thing saying, if you want to be a chef, you got to work a hundred hours a week or something. I was like, hundred hours a week. I was like, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> but I still love, I still love, uh, cooking and, and that and everything. I had a real passion for it and I still do. But after watching this film, oh my gosh, I straight up, I just like, I just want to get back into cooking and catering and just make, make make food there is such a there's a as i said love and cooking go together so well there's just something about them that that go so well together i don't know what i don't know if it's because of the passion and the richness of cooking and love you know food is love love is food that probably didn't make any sense probably one of those things where it made sense in my head but didn't make sense saying it out loud so please forgive me on that but this film is beautiful. And I've never fell in love with a film more than I have with this film. I absolutely love, 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 love this film. You know, and I I would, I need to go and check out uh, Che An Hung's film because he's an incredible director. He's still, you know, he, you know, he made this film. And he's fantastic. I actually watched the brief. Uh, there's an online uh, video of him where he's talking about it, and he has so, the like the softest voice, but he is just incredible. And he is a beautiful man. He's fantastic. You know, he's a beautiful man who's made this. And I think there is some. There is. There must have been somewhere where this came for him to make this film because, you know, I don't know what it was, but my God, this film is just mesmerizing. And just so rich and so full of love and passion. And it is exquisite and beautiful. <laughs> I swear you're going to have to get a ten to, to put a pound for every time I say the word beautiful in this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose count. You know, I had someone telling me the, the other day, actually, that they were listening to my podcast. And they said, I love the bit when you said that, that Barbie wasn't going to make a billion. I was like, um, that wasn't a hate thing. <laughs> you know, so it's nice to know that people are picking up the things. I'm like, I don't remember what half the stuff I talked about in my podcast. I just come on and do my podcast and go off and everything. But... But no, it's uh, it's uh, so good. I think this film has has, has moved me in so, in a way that I didn't think was possible, um, and I love it. For me, it's already my top film of this year, until Doom Part Two. <laughs> um, you know, until put Doom Part Two, because I've said that Doom Part Two for me will be film of the year. But I don't know, man. There's been some good films coming out this year. I mean, I know some of them have been catch ups from. Ooh. Some of them have been catch-ups from last year, but it's because of obviously UK just distribution sucks. But there is just something about this film that really has 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 drawn me to to it, and it's fantastic. If you get the chance to to watch this, please go and watch this and support this because I really think that you will enjoy this. If you are a world cinema fan. I really think that you will enjoy this film. If you love French films, which I certainly do, 
then I really think you will enjoy this as well. French drama films, the way that they... I mean, look, I've only just recently begun into them. Uh, and there's some great... You know, there is a whole bunch of French drama films out there that I want to check out. But the six that I watched last year, The Three Musketeers, D'Antagnon and Milady, uh, Knights of the Twelfth, Anatomy of Four, Smoking Causes Cancer, uh, not Smoking Causes Cancer, Smoking, co I, th I can't remember what it was, I and the, what was the other one I watched? I can't remember the other six when I watched it, that was a good bit, but there's just something about them that are just incredible, and the, obviously the writing is different, I mean, you know, I don't care what anyone says, friend, world cinema films are some of the best films you'll ever watch in your life, and the way that, you know, they're incredibly well studied, in fact, I said that, they said this on my mini review on, on Letterboxd, where I said that this film should be studied, in terms of the sound and writing and acting and performances and dialogue, I said it was a, the oh that was it that the taste of things is a masterclass in writing and in acting, and it is a true masterpiece. Now I know that word gets thrown around a lot because a lot of people do, but the taste of things is a masterpiece. Everything from the opening shot, I think it's like the opening shot actually to the fact of when they're cooking everything within the the first cooking scene is just incredible it really 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 is incredible and the performances from Juliette Benoche and Benoit Magnal are phenomenal those two are amazing I don't know how they haven't been given enough recognition for their work I don't know how they've not been talked about it enough or anything but i do not understand how no one has been paying attention to them because they have just given them to have given incredible performances throughout this film that that's what makes this film even more beautiful is that their performances in this film are just real it doesn't feel fake it doesn't feel like it's being forced their chemistry on their screen together is unbelievable you know the way that they talk to each other, the way that they have love for each other, and you can see that they both love each other and have love the bones of each other. And the way that it is shown is fantastic. It is... Okay, we're getting a little strong here. It's fucking fantastic. It's unbelievable. You know, God, this film is just incredible and so mesmerising. And so rich and powerful, you know. Yeah, I yeah, I would definitely say that it is rich and powerful, and it is just. God, I I love films, man. I absolutely love films, and people can say, "Well, that's obvious," and it's like, no, I really, really love films, and I love it when films do this to you. Films are important, you know. There's a there's one scene in uh, it's kind of going off topic in a way, but uh, if anyone's ever watched Dead Poets Society, you'll know exactly what I'm on about. But there's one bit when Robin Williams brings them all together and he's like uh, about jobs and stuff that are stable in life, like engineering and plumbing and electrical and all this stuff. He's like, but beauty, love, romance, poetry is like these are the things that we live for, and these are the things that makes us a human being, and I totally agree with that because you know poet you know poetry is if anyone hasn't 
when you watch this film and you don't feel like that this isn't poetry, something's wrong because I was when you watch this film, it just felt like one giant poet, one one giant poetry, and poetry is a is a big thing. It's beautiful. It is. It can take your breath away and everything. There's a really good video that Ethan Hawke did about human creativity and, and, and talks about poetry and stuff. And people who have wrote poems and stuff and everything. And this is exactly how I felt when I watched this film. That this film is just one big poem. In terms of the way that they talk to each other and everything like that. It is just phenomenal. But for me, I say, you know, there's a lot of things of what makes us part of the human race. And I feel like that... Beauty, love, romance, cooking, films, books, music, poetry is also what makes us part of the human race as well. There are so many other things as well that makes us part of the human race. And stuff like this, like when you watch a film like this, like The Taste of Things in particular, this is what makes life worth living. Because you can watch films like this that can just take your breath away. You know, films are so powerful, you know. It's probably why I, I, I'm always watching films or always watching something movie-related or even if it's a series because, you know, film. as I said, films are just powerful. They are meaningful. They inspire us. They impact us. They influence us. They want to make us be a better person. Like the Rocky films. Uh, obviously, I, I you know, the news of Carl Weathers passing away the other day. God, man. You know, that man, incredible. That was a real shame, actually. I was in work and someone told me about it. And one of the lads told me at work. And I was like, no, he's not. He's like, yeah, he's, he's dead. I was like, from Rocky. He was like, yeah. I thought, oh, my God. I was like, you know, but what a legend. But going back with what I was saying, you know, films are powerful. And I feel like the, the taste of things is incredibly moving. With incredible performances. It's a beautiful film. That's very rich and indulgent and love. And very moving and passionate. I also believe that this film is a masterclass in acting and in writing. And I believe that this film is a true masterpiece. It is fantastic. No, it is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's beautiful. It is a masterpiece. It is exquisite. It is incredible. I literally simply adore this film i really really do the performances and everything is incredible it, it is beautiful absolutely incredible if you get the chance to watch this film please go and watch this film and support it because it is sensational it really really is so um but i'm gonna leave it there because i think there's there's only so much more i can say about it without me going on i could fall on talk about this for an hour and stuff but listen Go and watch it if you can. Support this film. It is incredibly beautiful and touching and moving. It's fantastic. So, just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Um, thanks for being here. I really appreciate everyone. Um, I'm, I got a... It's Sci-Fi Month. And I get to see 2001 Space Odyssey uh, tomorrow. Which I'm really excited about. It's my third Stanley Kubrick film. That I'll be watching in cinema so i'm really excited for that and i will definitely be giving my view on that which will be episode 14 actually because i don't just want to do it where i'm doing 2024 films i also want to be doing our films that uh, i haven't seen as well so just want to say thank you so much for being everyone 
Um, and I will see you in the next episode, in episode uh, 14 on 2001 Space Odyssey. Thanks for being everyone. Toodles. Oh, <laughs>